0: Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam starts now. Happy New Year, everyone, creatives, thinkers, doers, and everyone in between. New Amsterdam Radio is back from... One of the first ever voluntary hiatuses. If you are a long-term listener to the show, you know this summer we had like an involuntary one. But this is back. It's 2023. New years, new goals. And I hope you enjoyed uh, the holiday break and how you celebrate it with your friends and family. Uh, This show is brought to you by SeatGeek. In fact, when I'm checking out what's happening in my sphere of influence, I'm talking about supporting friends with their concerts or hanging out with the buddies at sports. I use SeatGeek to get those tickets, and you can too. Use promo code Flobito. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O for $20 off your first order over at SeatGeek. Promo code Flobito. You know, (sighs) new year, new me. Trying to get myself back in the health game. I think it slipped a bit, even though I was uh, lucky enough to head up to Europe over the holiday break and walk around the city as a tourist. I realized I'm not nearly as fit as I was. And what better guest to set everything off right? Than Fitz Kohler. Now Fitz is just the leader of making fitness fun. Her brand is built on that. She is a host for a lot of road races, you know, the jogging and sweat kind. Uh, But her story is also inspiring. I hope you enjoyed it as well. So in a minute, we'll be having our chat with Fitz Kohler. Before we get over that, newamsterdam.com, k n e w Amsterdam.com. You can follow the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram and at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Without further ado, though, my chat would fit. Welcome back to New AM Sam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo voice in the mayor's office, speaking with those who are doing the dang thing. But those of you who listen to my show, you'll know that I started off as a nice, healthy, unhealthy, 375 pounds. And I worked very hard to get down, but my guest today is making it encouraging for other people to get out there and move. Please welcome Fitz Kohler. How's it going, Fitz?
1: Mr. Flobo, I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you for having me on my show. I gotta tell you, you have the most perfect teeth ever. Do oh, thank you. you. Are braces or
0: are they natural? Uh no, they're braces. I had what they called writers back in the day. They're up here. And oh. so they're they're all they're all down now. But yeah, braces. thanks for brace. Thanks to my mom. Um the thing is she's from a, a childhood where they used to like to yank things out, so she was like super conscious about that growing up. She's like, No, we're getting it fixed the right way. So good mom. Yeah, I had braces twice. <laughs> oh yeah, what was it? Uh, painful the second time or the first time? Um, no,
1: I just—I guess I had buck teeth and they were spaced out. I—I I didn't wear my retainer after oh. my braces number four, number one. They sent me back in there, and I got to be a metal mouth
0: for a few more years. <laughs> And a warrior to boot. I love it. Uh, Let's get down the brass tacks. The first thing I saw about you and your brand is your website at the fitness website, but it's not called fitness. It's called fitness. Uh, I am, I have a tenuous relationship with plays on words, but tell me about this. Tell me about the website, tell me about the brand and how's it going so far? Yeah.
1: So fitness was unobvious slash obvious. So I started teaching fitness at 14 and it wasn't until I was working on um, television and working on video projects. And maybe 19 or 20, where I thought, what am I going to call this thing? Uh, and then finally, ding, 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 fitness. My name is Fitz for crying out loud. I'm a fitness expert named Fitz. Could it be more obvious? So um, I trademarked that stuff, A-S-A-P. And if you try to use it, folks, I will go after you. <laughs> Our monsters. So don't even touch fitness. But, uh, but yeah, so that's my little Irish gift. And uh, what what else did you ask me? I got so excited about fitness. What well,
0: well, 14, you said? like You started teaching at 14. Was that kind of like a, a moment you're going, this is my path? Or was kind of like, I'm, I like doing this. Let me try an experiment. What was that like?
1: You know, I, and it probably was 15 when I started teaching. But I blew my knee out playing soccer, went to physical therapy, um, thought that might be interesting until I saw the PT doing like creepy stuff, touching my scar. And I thought, no way, I'm squeamish. So then he told me... <laughs> told my mom to make me go to the gym and lift weights or I'd re injure my knee. So she lied. She lied to the nice people at Spa Lady Gym and told them I was 16 so I could work out when I was only really 15. Yeah. And then I started doing classes and I thought the instructors were cool. I thought the classes were fun. And I was working like my first job was a birthday clown at the skating rink. But eventually I worked my way up to Cinnabon in the mall and the manager (laughs) was mean. (laughs) So so I went into the gym and I said, well, are you looking? And they, and they said, sure. And it was a Tuesday. And the guy said, "Uh, have you ever taught a class? And I said, no, but I'd I'd love to learn. and love to try. He goes, okay, Friday night at 530, you're teaching the 30 minute low impact class. And I said, okay. And so uh, I gave it a go and it went really well. And I just, it was something I loved and continued on. And then things just my my career has evolved so much. I can't tell you. I mean, it went from classrooms and personal training to television. And once I got on TV, strangers started approaching and saying, oh my God, I love your show. I work out with you every day and I've lost 17 pounds. And I, I would think, whoa, mind blown. I get to help somebody I've never met. And yeah, then yeah. I started writing articles. I was a competitive kickboxer for 10 years and they were writing articles about me. And I really wanted to write an article but i was too chicken to ask and then i had that moment of dummy you stand in a ring in front of thousands of people across from my person wants to knock your block off and you're afraid to ask whether you can write the article or not so i called an editor and i said hey blah 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 i'd like to write an article he goes well gee i love that how much money do you want and i thought oh. he said yes <laughs> and he's going to give me money and so my first article was how to kick people in the head and uh a few weeks after it got published Some dude in Kentucky wrote a handwritten letter, mailed it to my gym and said, Fitz Kohler, thank you so much. After a decade in martial arts and combat sports, I finally was able to kick someone in the head. And I just, I was like, oh, you know, the the angels sang. And I thought I helped someone kick someone in the head. And so I became addicted to mass media and mass impact. And from there, my career totally just spun. I left the gym. I left personal training and everything I do, is geared towards reaching enormous amounts of people and helping everybody I can get my hands on live better and longer by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun.
0: And so you'll never be a a birthday clown again, is what you're saying. Uh,
1: You know what, it's so funny because I kind of still am the birthday clown. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I do, and I do it a hell of a lot, is I'm a professional race announcer. I I come to Los Angeles. I announce the Los Angeles Marathon every year amongst other iconic massive running events. And what do I do? I stand in front of everybody and I get them engaged, entertained, informed. I'm kind of the birthday clown of the Los Angeles Marathon. So it's it's not too far from where I started.
0: Well, let's get into that. I dabbled in medium distance running uh, on okay. my weight loss. I hate the word, but journey. Uh, yes. So I have did a couple of half marathons, five or six of those. I'm mostly okay. a 10K racer. Uh, I've been to those races at six, five, four, third in the morning and there's only one person who's hype, <laughs> and that is the race announcer. What is that like getting up there and knowing everyone is literally or physically cold or their audience is cold? Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I, I mean, my runners are like crack cocaine to am I'm, I'm obsessed. They make me high. I love the opportunity. So, yeah, I get on those stages and sparks fly. You know, I just, I'm like, good morning. And I mean it. And what I what I really appreciate is the fact that you just said it's often cold, it's dark, they've been up since 3 a.m. Yet when I say good morning, they light up in return and they fuel me with their joy. Our our running community is pretty incredible. And uh yeah, I am if I'm on the microphone, I am not the only person that that's hyped there. My my runners, my start lines are wild. They look like World Cup soccer. <laughs> in, you know, in, on the road. It's, it's, it's incredible. I love it. I
0: love it. Well, talk to me about that invitation. Yeah. You said that you are in the mass media, you were writing and I'm sure that first time someone asked, Hey, can you do this? Was kind of like, Oh, that's a whole new space. I wasn't thinking of, but you made the jump. Walk me through that. Why did you say, Hey, you know what? This is the next step for me in my career.
1: So everything I've done is an evolution and one thing leads to another and another. So if you're out there and you're a small business person, when someone offers you an opportunity, say yes. Even if you don't have the skills yet and figure it out because (laughs) you have no idea where this weird, wonderful path will take you. And so I am also a sport performance expert and I was teaching clinics for um, Run Disney in Florida and sometimes in Disneyland. Uh, But their race announcer He was stuck at the expo uh, introducing speakers all day. And first he would say, first couple of times I met him, he would say, gosh, you're our only speaker. You know, we have people that come on stage and talk, but they're not speakers. You're the only person who engages. You're the only person who includes everybody and compels them to action, which is really nice. And then maybe the third time he delivered that compliment, I said, well, thank you. But I don't know what to do with this information. He goes, you know what? know what to do with it he said i need a co-announcer for the oc orange county marathon in california in may are you interested and i had seen what he did and he does it at a very high level his name is rudy novotny i said well i've never done it before but i'd love to give it a try much like i did when i was 15 years old and i got the opportunity to teach aerobics back in the day and um so yeah yeah i said let's do it and thankfully the race director gary kutcher gave me a try it gave me the gave me a chance we spoke on the phone. He said, Yeah, sounds like you'd be a good fit. Come on down. And within about an hour of yelling go on Marathon Morning, he came over and said, Can you come back next year? Oh, and, wow. and then opportunities just started blossoming. You know, the word got out that I'm the fun one and I bring massive energy and more race directors than not are wanting that now. So um I I, I believe I'm probably the busiest race announcer in the country. Not to say there's not a bunch of other people doing good stuff, but I I definitely have a, a heavy schedule and it's, I think the best race schedule in the country too.
0: So walk me through the night before and night of, right? You're flying into a city. I'm assuming you're, you work nationwide. You're flying into a city. You're getting accustomed to a city. You got to be up early enough to make sure you're okay and you're arrested and you are getting hyped to to make other people hype. Like, what's that process like? Do you stay up the night before? Or do you, are you like a yeah, zombie? <laughs> no. And I love that you ask that
1: because so many people think, what like when I host LA Marathon, you are like, oh, she's partying out in LA. No, Ellen Marathon, there's a five count Saturday. There's a full on Sunday. I come in on Thursday. There's normally an expo for shopping and speaking and stuff like that. I do that on Friday. I go to bed really early because my wake-up call is often 3.30 or 4 Mm a.m. And uh, I wake up, my alarm goes off, and there's not an ounce of regret that I have to wake up at that time. I think, zing, here I go. My clothes are laid out. My notebook has all my notes and my, we call it a script. It's bullet points, but my talking points are in there. My cowbell's ready. My music's ready. I custom mix all my music for all my events. Nobody's allowed to touch music when I'm on the microphone because I want it done right. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to get there. So in 2019, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I went for about a year and a half of chemo. And in between there, I had radiation and surgery. And I, you know, my very first race after diagnosis was the LA Marathon. And I actually, I lost a good portion of my hair on the stage in front of Santa Monica Pier. I mean, it was very intense. But what I learned that day is that no matter what was wrong with me, race announcing took that away. And Mm -hmm. so as it rounds of chemo kept coming and I got sicker and sicker and, you know, I was bald and I'd show up like, I would spend the night on the floor that I would sleep on the hotel bathroom floor. Cause you know, when you're sick, for some reason, you just want to sleep on the floor just stay there. Mm -hmm. I'd get up at 4am, my alarm would go off and I put on my running clothes and drag myself over to the start line. And then the second I stepped onto those stages, everything that was wrong with me. And I can tell you that everything was wrong with me. My eyes changed color. My fingernails ripped off. My innards were a catastrophe. But when I stepped on those stages surrounded by those awesome people who really care about their health, their community, great causes, everything that was wrong with me just vanished. And I got to be full force Fitz Kohler as long as I had runners on the course. It was magic. It was was just the coolest experience in my life
0: yeah I wanted to ask about that uh, just because the there is that balance of of performing for whatever the reason is. I mean from, from comedy, I mean, you are race announcing. and of course, there's a physical aspect of it it takes a lot to give that the battery to somebody else. did did you nap afterwards? Did you just like make did you just make yourself scarce or was it enough of a high sort of speak to put you through the rest of the day? Like what was the energy level like performing when you were sick?
1: Well, when I was sick, it was it was just that I was on. I don't do 100. I'm 150. Let's there. go, Vince. Yeah, I'm very big, and you can see me chasing. I, I'll spend time on my stage for sure, but then I get down in the shoot, and I'm running around. I have a lot of running fans, so I, if I can, if they're not trying to PR, I will find them and I will run them through the finish line, and that usually makes them feel pretty special. But yeah, when when I was sick and doing it, the second the final finisher would cross, and I would give that person as much or more attention than the champion had instantly you could hear it it was like a robot t- dying you know it was like zzz, yeah, <laughs> yeah. me. just shut down my voice would disappear and i mean i i would co- i would go back to my hotel and just collapse it was it was crazy it was really crazy
0: and you document this in your book, and, and people can really go into detail about about that. And I kind of say, you know, I'm not the first person to say this because I've listened to some of your other interviews, but the perseverance there is a whole other level, Fitz. And maybe I'm just a mere mortal, probably reading your story going, I'm inspired, but I can't see myself pushing through. I mean, what about anyone else's who may be reading in their struggles and, and their tips to, to overcome whatever is stopping them?
1: Well, and this is, this is where I really went right is I built a career out of something I'm so desperately in love with and passionate about. And so I do believe if you had a stand up show at night, even if you had the flu, you would figure out a way to get up there and you would knock it out of the park because that's who you are, right? That's what Mm -hmm. you do. You live for. And uh, yeah, I, I, when When sometimes people get sick or people get hurt, something traumatic happens, they hit that fork in the road, and then they think, "Oh man, I really need to reevaluate and do something else." When mm-hmm. I hit that fork in the road, I doubled down on what I was already doing, and the people I was doing it for it was my kids and my career, and I was full throttle on both. And, you know, if I would have stayed home, like so my, you we, we mentioned COVID before this, but right. you know, the new mentality is hide out. Oh my gosh, you might be sick. Hide duck for cover, cover your face, cover everything, cover your mouth. And me, you know, if I didn't get on those planes and go surround myself by tens of thousands of sweaty, germy strangers and get their <laughs> hugs, all I would have been was sick. All I would have been was sick. I can't, I just can't identify with people that hide and you do you folks if you're a hider and that makes you feel great okay but um right now you make sure the thing you're doing in life is worth putting it all at risk for and that was the beauty of who i am and what i do is those runners my kids either one i would i would risk it all again because they lightened my life and they took away such hardship and and cancer wasn't fun people are like oh she must have had it easy i was I I was ravaged. I was dragged behind a horse for a a year and a half. I was so sick. Every part of me was just like disseminated. I was violently ill every day for a very long time. And still, I I knew that when I got on those planes, I was going to figure it out. I never had a doubt that I'd be able to do what I was headed out to do. I just knew that I was going to do it. People say, how are you going to do it? And I just say, I just am. And uh, yeah, that's part of me. That's part of me. The other thing is I made that choice and I make that choice every day to do a job that I love. If I were, I don't know, if I were a stenographer or if I were, you know, putting together widgets on an assembly line, I probably would have stayed home. So, so figure it out, do what you love, do the thing that you would do bald and gray and sick with cancer
0: yeah uh, i could tell you the uh the widget factory has the worst pto scheme uh <laughs> so you, you talked about your commitment to fitness and talked about your commitment to your family but we're seeing a little bit of cross-hatching with that with the morning mile program i thought it was pretty cool to how you have yourself involved with that tell us more about what that is
1: yeah so my morning mile program is a before school walking running program where kids get to start each day in an active way with fun music and friends they call it the morning mile has nothing to do with a mile i give or the school will give their student body and their families and the faculty 30 minute window before school. We're going to play music. You show up at your leisure. You can come and walk one lap, go to class, or you can come out and run four miles in 30 minutes and then go to class. We, we uh, offer an incredible system of rewards that keeps these kids motivated and inspired and, you know, it's the only program that is no cost to the students, no cost to the schools. It's funded by generous individuals and sponsors. So if you want to sponsor, go to MorningMile.com. Uh, but yeah, we, we reject nobody. In fact, because my my focus, my laser focus is math impact, the schools sign a contract. They will not uh, alienate anybody. If you're in kindergarten, if you're a senior, if you're a mom or dad, everyone's welcome. And uh, nobody gets charged. And because of that, we just say, y'all come and the kids show up and they think it's fun and they like earning rewards and they like challenging themselves. So um, where other other programs are like, you will do a marathon, you'll do 26.2 miles. We don't have any such expectations. I just say, y'all have fun. We're going to reward you for what you do. And we have elementary skids, elementary school kids who will do 700 miles in a school year. Wow. Yeah no coaching, no choreography, they're just out there and and we unleash them. And it's it's magic. And and many of my schools, they have 90 something percent of the student body participating throughout the year and the bus driver and the principal and the lunch lady. So it's uh it's probably the most important thing I'll ever do professionally. And when I go one day in the long distance future, that's the thing I want on my tombstone. I want Fitz Kohler, Morning Mile.
0: That's, that's so great to hear. What do you account for the gap, though, uh, for for services for children and adolescents, particularly? I I know that you're talking about how there's like uh, ages to join certain gyms, but I do feel like there's there's a bit of a gap as far as the the totality of health there. Uh,
1: You know what? I think there are a lot of opportunities. I give credit to schools for wanting to serve their students. You know, P.E. sometimes the P.E. is one day a week, which is kind of lame. Um, (laughs) So it's the daily thing. You know, it's uh, exercise is not for a race. Exercise is not for a class. Exercise should be ingrained in you just like brushing your teeth, right? It's not mm-hmm. so complicated. And that's why I chose running and walking because uh, if almost everybody knows how to do it, right? You can get out in your cowboy boots and you're pretty dressed and you can still go walk and participate in the morning mile or you can wear your loafers or your Air Jordans, whatever. Um, <laughs> the, the thing I find interesting is Elementary schools are huge with Morning Mile. We have so many parents are invested and they reach out and they say, oh, my God, my kid has ADD or ADHD or my kid won't sit down. Can we get the program started? I need him or her to have this outlet before school. But then the parent involvement starts dropping off in middle and high school, which Mm is which is sad because that's where kids, their bodies start getting awkward. Right. Puberty happens. They can't afford a gym. They don't have a car. They can't drive to the gym. Maybe they're not old enough to go to the gym. And maybe they're not good enough to be on the soccer team anymore. You know that's where you have to start trying out. You can't just play. God forbid we let a, let a twelve year old just show up and have some fun with a basketball. And so the morning mile is this, you know, welcoming, free, skillless option for the masses. And uh, I, I really find great value and pride to know that so many middle and high school kids are utilizing it just. Personal fitness, or or they go, they walk and talk with their girlfriends or their guy friends in the morning, and you know maybe their intention is just just to walk and talk, and the outcome is you know better fitness, longevity, better grades. You know the 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 uh, the outcomes are extraordinary. In fact, I'm the morning mile got started in I think it was 2010. I should know this. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> I expect. Uh, our Olympians to start saying, yeah, I did this program called The Morning Mile when I was a kid. That's where I got my start. And uh, Olympians, executives, it's its building those good habits that affect everything.
0: I would kind of able to warm the heart. Like, oh yeah, something I started is everlasting. That's what we are creating. That's why we do create things. Wow. Uh, we uh, talked about what you do, which is a lot, but do you believe in days off? And if so, what do you do in a day off? I do.
1: I do. I mean, I think as a private business owner, you're never off. You know, I'm always going to respond to the email quickly or or respond to those texts, especially the work ones. But I love time outside. I'm an outside junkie with my dogs. I start almost every day at the dog park. I love trails. What I really love is water sports. I love paddle boarding. I love being dragged behind boats. So if anyone's out there and you want to take Fitz Kohler for a ride on your water skis or a (laughs) workboard or on a jet ski, the answer is hell and yes. Uh, I love being active. I participate in races. So I do do road races. I do 5Ks, 10Ks, halves. I've done the Boston Marathon. I really like obstacle course racing. So anything with dirt and mud and laughter makes me happy. Uh, A little bit of a, I guess, an adrenaline junkie.
0: Yeah. I'm such a mud race diva, though. I'm like, I'm taking a rental car because I'm not getting anything messy the way back. <laughs> I'm the worst. You don't want to have me around. Uh, do you? This is a question we always ask uh, of our guests here on the show. It's kind of a our, our our thing. But do you believe in junk food? And if so, what's your favorite? I do. I do. And so it's
1: very weird how, you know, it's usually like the new yoga instructors who's like, oh my God, you drink Diet Coke. And I think, oh, get a life. So yeah, my stance is if 80 to 90% of your intake is nutritious, the other part you can have fun with. Uh, My, uh, I mean, I'm going to list, I'm going to list. I'm just going to go there. I love Diet Coke. I normally choose decaf. Um, I love milk chocolates, not dark. I love milk chocolate. I love French fries. I love fried pickles. They're a new thing in my life. Oh yeah! Yes to fried, right? Fried pickles, uh, chocolate covered strawberries. I would eat chocolate covered French fries if someone made them for me. That's <laughs> kind of thing. It's huge. Like salty potatoes and chocolate.
0: Oh, there you go. You know, they have those like uh the chocolate covered potato chips are pretty red too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, red of that. I'm just a I'm just a fat kid. I'll eat anything. I'll, anything oh. with calories, I'll just put it on.
1: <laughs> well, I love that you've lost so much weight. I'm uh 45 pounds less than I was in my freshman year of college.
0: Oh well, congrats. Uh, that's I mean people always say, okay, that's great, but no, that's really hard. Cause like as we get older, man, like those cheeseburgers take a little bit longer <laughs> to get away. So,
1: so, <laughs> Respect. so, so- I, I, I do say it's easy you know it's probably easier for kids who are enrolled in sports right they just move a lot and so forth but at some point we got to say okay, you're old enough to know better you can't use your age as an excuse for being slovenly like you, you know the difference people know that they should only put a certain amount in their mouth right and they should move and they should sleep and they should limit the stuff so grown-ups out there your excuses are limited and. If True. You I can help. I'm happy to boss people around. That's actually one of my favorite things to do is
0: shake people. <laughs> and, and Don't forget to hydrate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fitz So glad that you're on the show. New Amsterdam, the podcast for creatives. Now's the time you let everyone know all the different things you're working on and that's okay. Take as much time as you want. Cause you do a lot. Oh,
1: that's so sweet. Okay. So first of all, I would love for people to come to my home base, fitness.com fitness.com. I poured a ton of energy into, and it's, it's the ultimate resource to help everybody get where they want to be physically. We start with the exact formula for weight loss, not a diet, not a pill, not a powder, not a supplement. It's no expense necessary. Exact formula for weight loss just teaches you how to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you personally want to be. So if weight loss or even weight gain is on your agenda, go to the cover of fitness.com. You'll find the exact formula for weight loss. There are oodles of free recipes and free workout videos and all sorts of guidance to help the regular jane and joe get where they want to be and if you want to get somewhere awesome too if you want to run iron man or or conquer iron man there's there's guidance for you too now there's a few other ways where you can work with me is uh i do have books out so my noisy cancer comeback came in 2020 that's my story and it's all of the uh, adventures and misadventures traveling the country, announcing races with breast cancer. And I get through all the nitty-gritty, ugly stuff, and then I talk about the hilarious things. And you know, that's one of those things I think people should open up to. Is as cancer can be funny. And I encourage you to laugh at me. That's one of the greatest responses I get. Is people are like, "Oh my god, I cried," but then I died laughing, and and that means a lot to me. My next two books coming out in January twenty three. Um, are are designed for all of those cancer patients and survivors out there who need help going from sick to strong. So my uh, book is Your Healthy Cancer Comeback, Sick to Strong. And then there's a companion journal, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback Journal. And, you know, those things are for folks who don't know how to make a strong comeback. I remember when I, I, I was through, I think my sixth month of chemo and I was scrawny. I'd lost 11% of my body weight and 80% of my strength. And I went into the gym and that's when I realized, oh my gosh, it can't even lift a percentage of what it used to lift. And at that moment, I I just felt what it would be like to be a non-fitness expert, right? If I were a regular person and I tried to lift those weights and I had to lower the pin down 80%, I might have burst into tears and ran out to my car and drove and drove home and just gave up. You know, I think this whole cancer experience is very defeating because things start spinning out of control. Um, So these books are designed to give cancer patients and survivors control, knowledge of the things that you can do to a slow the decline. You know, chemo, radiation, surgeries, they will start having an effect on you. You can fight back. You can fight back with exercise, nutrition, uh, quality rest and complementary care. And so all of that is very precisely laid out for you. And, you know, maybe you're doing pretty good in chemo and you can still train for your marathon. Great. I'm happy for you. But maybe you're stuck in bed a lot. Well, here are there's actually a huge photo layout, hundreds of photos that show exercises you can do, you know, in a normal exercise facility, exercises in a chair, if that's where your limitations are exercises, stretches and strength training and mobility exercises in bed. And then exercises for you to do in a shower. I remember on my sickest days, because I was sick, I would end up getting in the shower multiple times a day. But I always uh, always played music or I played Jerry Seinfeld interviews to keep me happy. And I would let that warm water roll over my back and I would just stretch in there. And I don't know if every cancer patient and survivor knows to do those things. And so the book is very explicit folks. If you care about someone who has just been diagnosed or has been fighting it off for a while, these books are designed to help your friends. I hope you'll consider gifting it to them. I'm really very excited about that. I also have a course it's called uh, fixing your life with fitness. It's a five plus hour course. And it's just me talking to you. It's kind of a train the trainer course. So imagine, um, well, not imagine. I basically teach you how to train yourself. I teach you how your muscle groups work, how to how to do strength training and stretching and balance and cardiovascular exercise to achieve your specific goals. How to design your specific program, and then I get into uh, frequently asked questions and excuse busting and all of these. You know, it's amazing how many people have the same exact but, but I can't exercise because I'm a dad. Okay. Dad, this is, (laughs) there's a lot of ways you can exercise dad. I can't eat healthy because I have a job. All right. Well, a lot of people with a job eat healthy. So, um, so yeah, I hit you at all, all angles and I'm really proud of the course and it's, it's helping so many people reach out and say, I took the course last week and I've lost six pounds and and that's pretty thrilling. So, so there, and I'm also on social media at fitness. That's everywhere. F is in Frank, I, T, Z is in zebra, N, E, S, S. And you know what I would love for you to do. I mean, following is nice, but it would be cool if you followed and then commented and say, you know, I heard you on Flobo Voices podcast and now yeah. I friends. I, Cause I'd much rather have friends than followers. Don't you agree?
0: I agree. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: So that was a lot. I have diarrhea of the mouth sometimes, but uh, I've, I've created a bunch of resources to help people and I'm excited for people to take take advantage of them.
0: Uh, your upcoming book is available online on, on Amazon through your site directly.
1: Yeah, so all of my books are available okay. on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, Noisy is an Audible book as well. It's an it's a audio book, so you can get that and ebook for, uh, format. The new books are also going to be available everywhere. They just won't have an audio book yet. I'm considering it.
0: Well, there you go. Of course, someone who believes in having no excuses puts their book everywhere so you can consume
1: it. (laughs) Here's the deal is when people come to fitness.com to order their books, I sign every last one of them and I send them out a free gift and I I package them up really pretty. And I, I like having the personal touch. I'm so grateful when people invest in you know, my books, I want to, I want to send them off with love. So you can definitely get them on Amazon or wherever, but if you send it through me, they come with a little extra or you order oh. it from me, you, you get a little more.
0: Uh, that's so great. I want to trip back later on in other future episodes. We can talk about how that is coming out for you. Fitz uh, so glad you're on the show. actually honored. I know that uh, you have a lot of things, a lot of irons in the fire. So just a little bit of slice of, of your empire. is always great to hear that on the show. Thank you. <laughs> bye.